We are not made to be stagnant beings. We are made to grow. And the only way you grow is by changing yourself or challenging yourself. And I truly believe that we are all meant to change and evolve daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, And such a great way to challenge yourself and to grow is to change and take risks. Happy 2022 and welcome to season two of Wellness Digest. Hi, Tatum. Hello. How has your 2022 been so far? Mm, Well, honestly, it didn't start off exactly the way I thought it was going to, but I feel like that's like, if you listen to the season one recap, that was like my whole lesson I learned in 2021 was Mm -hmm. to kind of roll with the punches and not have such set expectations and 2022 came right in and told me that I wasn't done learning that. So, um, I was, I've been really sick the past couple of days, just feeling better, um, good enough to record a podcast. So just feeling grateful that I'm here today and feeling better, but, um, yeah, 2022 did not start off exactly how I planned, but that's okay. I'm feeling much more excited about it now and ready to get started. Yes. Yay. Well, good. I'm happy we are back and happy we are here. It feels like we took so long off. Um, And something that Tatum and I were talking about that I think that a lot of people can relate to is how you always have an idea of how something is going to go. Like when we decided to take the month off of the podcast, we had this like idea that we were going to meet all the time and plan season two and like totally get ready, be so organized none of that happened. Not to one (laughs) site because you were sick a bunch of the time. I was doing things. My sister just had a baby. I was with the baby. Like we did not spend any time being these business podcast women that we thought we were going to be. And honestly, I'm not really, I'm not really letting myself feel like, I wish we would have done that disappointed about it because like we said, you just kind of got to roll with the punches and it is what it is. And it's a learning lesson. Um, but I feel like that was a very abrupt lesson that we both are learning going into 2022. Well, now it is 2022, but that you really just got to roll with the punches and your idea of something isn't always how it's going to be. And that's okay. Have some grace for yourself. We're still going to figure out season two and it's still going to be bomb. Yeah, totally. Well, that being said, our first episode, we wanted to do something that kind of symbolizes where Tatum and I want to go in 2022 with our kind of self-healing journey, our journey just as ourself. Um, So this episode, we are really going to talk about getting comfy with yourself. Um, And that kind of encompasses self-love, authenticity, knowing yourself, pushing yourself, taking risks, um, just kind of what we want to embody as two young, cool, fine women in 2022. So to start off with, we are going to just give a little recap of our intentions. We both talked about them on the season one um, recap that we just put out, but Tatum, I'll let you start off with what is kind of your 2022 vibe intention and what does it mean to you? My word for 2022 is authenticity and kind of my intention for this year is to go into new situations being my true self, being extremely authentic and just acting in a way that feels aligned with me and who I am, my values, that kind of thing. Um, 
And so I'm really trying to, first of all, go about figuring out what is the authentic version of myself, because I feel like sometimes that can get lost in transition, just like throughout your years of life, like really trying to figure out who you really are as a person. And so first step is kind of figuring that out. What, who am I? What's important to me, that kind of thing. And then carrying that into new settings, which is like, I'm about to start a new job. I just moved into a new apartment. Like I have a lot of new environments, um, in my life right now. And so I feel like it's the perfect time to really work on being authentic in those new settings. Yes. I love that authenticity. So important. Something that I've been learning through really focusing on like manifestation and stepping into your power is how much, um, like visualizing and visualizing your future self in that situation would be. So let's do a little activity Tatum for your situation of you having this new job with all these new people and really trying to embody authenticity through that. Like if you could look ahead to what it is like in a month or honestly tomorrow, when you go in and you have this job, what would it like physically look like if you could have a vision of it to be authentic? What would that look like to you? Hmm. Well, I, I envision myself like really putting my best foot forward and trying to get to know everybody, trying to kind of um, do my best to learn from people who already work there. I feel like being the new person's kind of weird sometimes, a little bit awkward. Like you just feel like you're kind of walking on eggshells the first few days. And mm-hmm. I feel like I my ideal situation would be to kind of like, let go of all of that, like worry that I'm going to mess up or that someone's going to think I'm like doing something wrong or like, Oh, she's like a full-time teacher here now. Like she should know how to do it. Like she should know how things work and let go of all of that, like worry and fear of judgment and just, um, being very accepting of where I'm at and knowing that like, I'm still learning and, make the most of the situation and just like really step into like learning from everybody and, um, asking questions. If I have questions, not being afraid to, you know, just be a little bit unfamiliar with things at first. Um, so I think that when I, when I envision my ideal first day, it would be taking the pressure off of myself to do everything the right way and to perform a certain way and just, just be, um, the best version of myself. Yeah, no, that's a beautiful answer. I think that this something this isn't something that I've really thought about until I'm just like thinking about this in my mind, but one way we hide our authenticity so much is like not asking questions and acting like we know everything. Like it's mm-hmm. so much easier and more comfortable to be like, "Oh no, I'm not going to ask that question and like look stupid or I'm not going to act like I don't know what that person is talking about, but that is not showing up as our authentic self and especially mm-hmm. when you're doing something new like going into a new job, even like looking for a new apartment, moving. It is so important to just like be your realest self. Ask questions if you don't know. They will help you so much in the long run. Um, So I like how you mentioned that that would like showing up as your authentic self would be not being afraid to ask those questions um, and just being really real with where you are at in the process. Yeah. And I think also reminding myself that like everybody who's, who works there right now was in my shoes at one point, like they Mm -hmm. all started this job brand new at one point and didn't know what they were doing either. So they all got trained. Now they're training me and it's not like embarrassing to have to ask questions. Obviously you don't know what you're doing because you've never done this before. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And so, yeah, just getting comfortable being able to say like, Hey, I don't know how to do this, but I want to make sure I do it the right way. So like, can I learn from you? Can you show me how this works? So, um, yeah. And I think that's something that I've not always been comfortable with because I, I just like, it's that, it's that fear of like not knowing how to do something or Mm -hmm. just being judged for like, you feel kind of like stupid, almost like you should know how to do something, but in any new setting, we're all human. We're not going to know exactly how to do something. So yeah, just embracing that. Yeah. And I feel like what you were saying also ties into and goes um, back to like self-limiting beliefs and the things that we have like told ourselves we are, or we are not um, over the years and through time growing up. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's also part of my goal for being more authentic in 2022 is like, what what would it look like to embody my truest authentic self? And I think that the first step in figuring out what that looks like is to kind of rewrite the story that's been written about you over the years. So when I was thinking about this, when I was trying to kind of set my intention for this year, I was thinking that, that like, literally from like the the moment that we are maybe not the moment that we're born but like from early childhood like think about you know preschool kindergarten whatever even like our education systems are designed to compare ourselves to each other like everything's based on grades even like athletics like you're in like constant comparison with other children other people throughout your entire life it's like this huge like competition between everybody around you. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to like from an early age, like act as your true authentic self when you're already submerged in an environment where there's so much judgment, like even as a young kid, like what you wear to school matters and like, just, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel like it's very rare unless you intentionally do it. It's very rare to step into a space where you are not thinking about what other people, how other people perceive you or um, what other people think you should be doing. You have to intentionally choose to remove yourself from that and really think about what it means to be authentically you without all of that um, external judgment and perception. So taking away what everybody else thinks of you at the end of the day, if nobody else was watching, who would you be? If you didn't have your career, if you didn't have your hobbies, all these things, who would you really be at your core? And um, that I think takes a lot of practice to ask yourself questions and really think about that. It's kind of a hard question to get an answer to, um, but that's something that I really want to want to work on is kind of, undoing all of the things that other people have told me I am and figuring out what I, who I really believe I am. So, um, like one example is just that I like was always really academically successful growing up. Like academics just always came really easy to me. I always got good grades, like didn't really have to try very much. And so I was just like an overachiever in school my whole life. And I just graduated with my master's. And when I got my master's degree, like I didn't even feel excited or like proud of that really anymore because it was just like, oh, I've always been good at school. Like no wonder I graduated with a 4.0, like, okay, that's what I've always done. 
that doesn't feel fulfilling to me anymore. That's not authentic to who I really am. But growing up, it was always, oh, Tatum's the smart one. Tatum's the gifted and talented one, this, this, and this. But that does, is that really what makes me happy? No, I don't really care. I mean, I care about my grades. Like I care about academics, but like deep down, that's not really what I value. And so it was like this big kind of like light bulb that went off for me that was like, well, what do I really value? And what does mean something to me? And now I'm trying to kind of like rewrite that and find the answer to that question, because I feel like growing up and I'm sure so many people listening to this can resonate with that. There's something that someone has always told you that you are, um, and you've never really felt that to be important to yourself, but it's just been something that has been ingrained in you because that's something that you've always been told. So Yeah. I think that what other people define us as becomes what we define ourselves as. And so it's really hard, like you were saying to separate and say, okay, without all these labels and titles. And if nobody had ever said anything to me, nobody would have, nobody had told me who I am, who do I think I am at my core? And I'm sure most people don't know, like, they're like, okay, Mm -hmm. if I don't, I'm a nutritionist. Okay. Well then if I take away my job, I am like, what am I? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that is why we wanted to talk about getting comfy with yourself on this episode, because you cannot understand who you truly are um, and what your most authentic self is. If you are not willing to get comfortable with yourself and not just get comfortable with like the good, happy places of yourself, but get comfortable with like the vulnerable places, the places that feel shame or regret about things like you really have to understand and get comfy with every single part of yourself to know who you are authentically. So Tatum's 2022 intention, authenticity, let's stay updated on that and see how it's playing out after your first week. Okay. My 2022 intention, and this is a little bit different from Tatum's, but I think it still kind of goes along with this vibe of, I have been getting this past year, very comfortable with myself. Like, I feel like I have a very, um, heavy understanding of who I actually am. And I'm able to see now maybe the parts of myself that I, not that I don't like, but that, um, are areas that I like, you just don't, there's some areas of yourself. You're like, uh, I just don't like that. I do that. I don't like that's a pattern. I don't like that. I rely on other people like those type of things. I feel like I've seen some of those like scary things that you're like, Oh, I don't (laughs) want to know about myself, but now I know these about myself. And I think that has really opened up like my eyes to how I've never, I've always been like embarrassed or afraid to take risks as a person. Um, I've always done the easy, predictable things because I was scared of what the outcome was going to be. If I took the leap, would people judge me? If I did something crazy and I end up regretting it, like, oh my gosh, that's on me and that's my fault. So my 2022 intention, and I feel like I've been really, really stepping into this more is to take risks and challenge myself um, to being comfortable with being uncomfortable, getting out of my comfort zone, doing things that um, maybe don't seem like to people looking outside, like, oh, that's maybe not something Olivia would do. Um, I just really want to step into taking risks and making that normal. So it's to the point where it's not even a risk. It's just like, oh, that's just something I did to push myself and challenge myself. Yeah. So I love that. And I think that that's a great one for you 
And I think you're already getting so much better at that. I feel like <laughs> you, I just feel like you tell me things sometimes you're like, Hmm, I had this idea today. Like maybe I just go for it. And I'm like, really, <laughs> you're going to just go for it. And they're like, yeah, why not? So I feel like you are, you're well on your way, but what do you think like taking risks would look like for you or maybe for someone listening? So I think for me, I have done so much like manifestation. Like I literally sit in my bed every morning for like 15 to 20 minutes. And I have like, I have a few goals that I want to accomplish. I have a few um, like future ideas of things I want to do. And I sit there and I literally visualize in my head what exactly that would look like, where I would be. Um, And so I think the first step is getting very clear on areas of your life that you want to change or risks you want to take. Like, what are three goals you have for yourself that are like crazy? Like, I'm not going to list mine because they do sound a little crazy, but I was telling Tatum them the other day. And like, there are things that I'm like, oh, I'm not sure how I'm going to do that, but I'm going to visualize it and try to take the steps to do it. So I guess some things for me that I feel like are areas that I have been scared to take risks in, um, One is just the comfort of where I am in life. I have always been somebody who, like, I went to college in state. I moved to Seattle, which is kind of close to home. I've never thought of myself as somebody who was going to travel, who was going to move anywhere else, who was going to study abroad. I did not study abroad because I was scared shitless to go somewhere else and get homesick and be like, oh my God, what did I decide? Why did I do this? Which now I'm looking back and I'm like, ooh, that that Olivia, we want to tweak that that part of myself, <laughs> we want to tweak. So something, and I also mentioned this on our season one recap that I have been tossing around the idea of is moving somewhere, going somewhere and living somewhere else besides Seattle, whether that is for a year, for multiple years, for six months, whatever. Obviously, one of the places on that list is Austin to be by Tatum. So hopefully she can convince me. But like when I even, I think, expressed to you, Tatum, that like I maybe would move, you were like, are you sure? Like that does not sound like something you would do. Yeah, I I can remember you like saying when we graduated college, like you were like, I'm not leaving Seattle. Like I will not move away from here. I don't ever want to leave my family. Like, no, because I've, I am the opposite just because I mm-hmm. did, I moved around a lot growing up, like I lived in five different States. And so I'm not really afraid of moving. Mm-hmm. And, um, I don't have like an attachment to a certain place. Like my parents still move around a lot. So it's not like I have family in one area, my family's all over. And so that doesn't really intimidate me, but for you, that's very different because of, how you grew up. And that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I was shocked when you told me that you would even consider that. I was like, what? And then when you told me that you were looking at apartments, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) (laughs) And then even to take it a step further, I'm somebody who has always had a, I'm just going to be honest, always had a hard time with like loneliness, with being alone. I always, whether it's having roommates, whether it's having my family around me, whether it was having like a boyfriend, like I feel so much more comfort and I rely on so heavily the like support and comfort and connection and attachment with others. Um, and part of risk taking for me is going to be stepping away from that and stepping into my independence. And so not only would I consider moving, 
Another thing that I feel like I'm shifting more into is the possibility that I could move and live alone. At first I was like, okay, I need to find a friend to come here with me. What friend would want to move here with me? Like where would we live? And then when it like kind of came to me that it might not work out, that I might not have someone to move with. I remember I said to Tatum, I was like, nope, I can't come. I can't come if I don't have anybody to live with. I literally can't. And then I texted her, I think it was probably a few days later. I was like, why the hell can't I move by myself? Like, why is that so scary? Why can't I live by myself? Why can't I explore a city by myself? And I feel like it's such a risk for me. Like that would be the biggest risk that I've ever taken in my life is to like live alone, to explore somewhere alone, to go somewhere alone. Um, but now that I have really like dismantled the fears on it, like, yeah, I'm, I'm afraid I'd get lonely and regret my decision. That is like my biggest fear of the situation. I can like sit with the fear, think about it, talk about that fear and still take the risk and know that the world and life is going to support me. And when you do things like this, whether it's a little risk of like, okay, I really love fashion. I'm going to try to be more of my authentic self with what I wear or in this situation, like, you know what? I kind of want to get out of Seattle. I kind of want to move. When you take those risks, the universe rewards you and sets you up nicely. Um, And I just feel like that's how things work. Like if you're willing to put in the work to do things, to put yourself out there, you are like matched with the same energy from the universe. Yeah, for sure. And we've talked about this on another episode too. Like when you're faced with really big decisions like this, try not to get so caught up in like, what's the right thing to choose? Like choose what feels right to you, choose what feels like the right answer. And the outcome is literally already determined for you. Like your path has already been paved. Mm -hmm. You're going to make the choice that you're supposed to make. Even if it ends up feeling like the wrong decision, you still made that decision for a reason. There was Mm. something there for you. And so no matter what you choose, it's going to end up being the quote unquote right decision because it's, it's the next step you were supposed to take to get where you're supposed to be going. And so I think that's really important to remember in big decisions like this is like, yes, those things are super scary and your fears are totally rational, but like, you're going to be okay. You know? Mm -hmm. And life is also not so serious. Like these moments, these years, our 24th year, your 25th year of life is such a sprinkle, a snippet of the big picture that taking risks, making changes is all part of the process. Something else I wanted to point out is I could see someone saying, and this was my mindset, like, why would I want to take a risk, challenge myself, do something different? I live a comfortable life and I'm like Mm -hmm. chilling where I am. We are not made to be stagnant beings. We are made to grow. And the only way you grow is by changing yourself or challenging yourself. And I truly believe that we are all meant to change and evolve daily, weekly, monthly, yearly. Um, And such a great way to challenge yourself and to grow is to change and take risks, move, read a new book, Mm -hmm. study a new course, eat new food, like new experiences and challenges are the only way you are going to grow as a person. Yeah. And if you're getting that urge to like do something out of the ordinary that you usually wouldn't do, send it, you're probably craving some, some change and some growth. So yeah, listen to that. Yeah. Yeah. So that is my 2022 intention, taking risks, feel like I'm already stepping into it, but I'm going to continue to challenge myself 
to take risks. And now that you've heard authenticity, taking risks, those are like two really big themes for me and Tatum. Um, How does getting comfy with yourself play into them? Well, I already kind of said that to be authentic, you really need to get comfy with all the good and bad sides of yourself, the sides you don't want to see, the sides you want to see and know yourself. So then you can know who your authentic self is. And then when you know who your authentic self is, and you see those parts that maybe you want to change or challenge about yourself, then you can kind of do maybe what I'm doing now and challenge yourself to take risks and to grow. And so I think that's kind of how it comes full circle, if you would Mm -hmm. say Tatum. Um, But we also just think that it's so important to know yourself so deeply. Um, And this includes a lot of things. This includes like knowing the things that you like, knowing the things you don't like, knowing the things that you need. And I feel like Tatum, this is one that you can probably speak on more because something that has been very hard for me is stating my needs. I would rather keep my needs to myself and, um, and just have a situation play out how it is rather than be like, oh no, you're not meeting my need. Goodbye. And Tatum and I have multiple conversations where she has been like, no, Olivia, you're texting me this and you are literally still denying your needs and you're like trying to cover them up. So Tatum, can you talk about getting your needs met or understanding your needs and how that's a part of getting comfy with yourself? Yeah, well, I think that just kind of goes back to what we were talking about with authenticity and not being afraid to ask questions when you don't know how to do something or don't understand something. I think that a lot of times the reason why we don't want to state our needs is because we don't want them to be too much for the person that we're stating Mm -hmm. them for. And a lot of times we just are the thought of the thought of that person thinking that we are too needy or too much is worse than not getting our needs met. Mm -hmm. And it needs to be the other way around not getting your needs met needs to be worse than that feeling. And Mm -hmm. I think that that's just something that you have to really like retrain your brain to think, because that's not how you and I both are like very people pleasing type of people. And we care about what other people think. And that's, I think just, I think it's just a matter of knowing that your needs come before what somebody else thinks of you. And that might sound selfish, but if you keep suppressing your needs, then the other person is going to keep not meeting them and keep invalidating them. So I think that first of all, you have to get really, really clear about what your needs are. Um, because I think that's another thing is it it gets really easy to compromise and say, okay, well, I guess Mm -hmm. I can deal with that, but not this. That's like my tagline. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I, Olivia will be like, well, I guess I'm okay with that. But like, if they would just do this mm-hmm. instead, and I'm like, no, you're now you're trying to say that like, you only need, you only need half of it, but like you really need the whole thing. So I think that getting the first step is just to get really, really clear with what your needs are um, and not budging on those. Because if there's somebody out there who can meet your needs, first of all. Um, and it's okay that some people don't, but mm-hmm. um, you have to know what those are so that you can know if they're being met in the first place. Um, and I don't know, relationships are also a lot about compromise. So it's okay if someone doesn't meet your needs right off the bat, but they also have to be willing to work with you to meet them. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's all, it's a game of give and take, but my point here is 
get really clear about what your needs are and go into a situation like have them written down and be like, Hey, here they are. Here's Give what they list. are. And Here's you... my needs. Check them off or get the heck exactly. out. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's very normal, at least with Tatum and I, I know that you were at this point once where like, you don't even know your needs. Like you get confused mm. on your needs. And I think this happens if you're somebody who is just generally a people pleaser. If you're somebody who's like very empathetic, if you have been in silly little relationships with somebody (laughs) who maybe had a more dominant or narcissistic personality, as well as if you're like main people in your life, whether that's family members, best friends, or whatever growing up are just super dominant and big personalities that you have to like be a little bit smaller because Mm -hmm. they are just very large personalities, energetically, whatever you want to call it. So Mm -hmm. I think it's very common for people to be like, wait, what do I need? Like, I'm not used to getting my needs met. Um, So if you're in that position, that's totally okay. That's kind of what this episode is for to bring to light that understanding your needs in yourself is part of getting comfy with yourself and growing. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, once you, once you make those needs really clear, um, the other person is either going to work Mm -hmm. and change to meet them or they're not. And that's how you kind of how you get your answer right there is whether or not somebody is willing to meet you halfway. Um, but I do agree with that. It's, it's really hard when you are the type of person who is used to just kind of like laying low and -hmm. letting other people call the shots and also just like not wanting to offend people or not wanting to cause a scene or conflict or whatever, Mm -hmm. all kinds of things can play into why we might be that type of person. But, um, yeah, you, you have to choose, you have to choose that for yourself and choose, choose that your needs are in fact, more important. Yes. Yes. Needs, understanding them and being willing to pass up opportunities that don't get them met. Very, very, very important and empowering, um, step in this whole process of change and self-love. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I just wanted to reiterate one more time is getting comfy with yourself. The biggest aspect for me has been understanding and addressing the things that maybe you don't love that you do. And the way that I personally do this is one, taking a situation and kind of going down to understand what my fears are or like what the, what my big feeling is in that, like how I was talking about moving my biggest fear when it comes down to it, the thing that I don't really love is the feeling of being lonely, the feeling of not having anybody and the feeling of regretting my decision. And those are like kind of my core fears, my things that I don't really love that I feel. Um, and that was a big part of getting to know and understand myself. I think another way that you can do this besides just taking a situation and what your fears are, um, is really analyzing the way that you react in situations. Let's say, I'm just going to give a random situation. If you get into a fight with your boyfriend and feel like the way you acted was a little bit childish, like after you just have a bad gut feeling, really having the self-awareness, which we're going to talk about next to understand a situation, be able to dissect it and be like, this is the way I acted that it doesn't really feel comfortable with me. And then to understand and go deeper. Why did I act like that? Did people maybe in my childhood or growing up um, kind of show me that this was a normal way to act? When was the first time I saw myself acting this way? So you can really, really, really understand like 
in your core, why you react the way you do, if it doesn't make you feel good and start to understand, note and shift that. Yeah. That's a really great example too, because I feel like that's, that happens to me often sometimes, honestly, like when I, it's like, it seems to be like when I get into arguments with people, that's when Mm -hmm. I like, and and I feel like this is common for most people, but that's when you're in your like most vulnerable state. And Mm -hmm. so you start to kind of like act out like a toddler, almost like you literally Mm -hmm. are reverting back to the way you used to act as a child. Your inner child is acting out in those situations. And I think we had a conversation last week about this where um I did get into an argument with my boyfriend and we I was like I just like why did I react that way and then Mm -hmm. I was like starting to think about like how it all just came down to like my core attachment style which is an anxious attachment style Mm -hmm. and while I feel secure in my relationship now I was starting to revert back to that core anxious attachment style which is like not where I want to be and catching that is the first step it, catching that and being like, mm, didn't like how I acted there. And then no, the second thing is like knowing where that comes from. Like you said, being able to mm-hmm. pinpoint like, okay, that's where that stems from. And once you know that you can just start to work with yourself on how to prevent that going forward and make it more of a preventative thing versus like a reactive thing. Yeah. Self-awareness is like that situation was a key example of self-awareness. I think self-awareness is one of the most important skills that you can learn. Um, If you are able to be self-aware, you are just really able to understand yourself and others and why people act the way they act. Um, I just feel so much better as a human having self-awareness for um, what I do and a few things that self-awareness encompasses, um, obviously it's just understanding why you do the things you do, being able to take a moment to like analyze situations, but it's also listening to your thoughts without judgment, like listening to the things, the self-limiting beliefs you say during the day to yourself that you normally wouldn't notice if you weren't being self-aware, um, understanding how situations make you feel and why, like I said, the voice in your head that tells you things, um, and also understanding what your triggers are. So part of getting comfortable with yourself is kind of developing this skill of self-awareness, um, and then addressing the things that you really maybe don't feel as good or comfortable about, or you don't want others to see, um, what do you think that your journey with self-awareness has been? Mm, well, I think that, I think that it's it probably all started for me, like in college, which I feel like is like pretty common for everybody. Like that's like, kind of like your awakening period where mm-hmm. you just get slapped in the face so many times that you're fa- forced to come to terms with it. Um, but I feel like I, I just had so many years in college where I acted like so out of character Mm -hmm. and looking back on it now, I understand completely why I acted Mm -hmm. that way, but I truly do not know how I got through certain situations because in college, I did not have the emotional maturity to think Mm -hmm. about why I was acting the way I was. I was not self-aware at all. Would you say that you were? No. (laughs) Mm-mm. it's going to be a no for me. Yeah. I just, I now looking back on all of it, I can like, it's like clear as day to me because, because I have done the work now to be self-aware enough to know like why I would have acted that way. 
but I, I don't even know that I can like paint for you like a step-by-step journey of how it happened for me. It just, it, it just did. Like I just, Mm -hmm. I now it's like a retrospective thing, like being able to look back on it now and understand everything. But it's, it's, I think started with me really not being okay with the person that I was and being like, Mm -hmm. so unhappy with like, I do not like this version of myself. Like this Mm -hmm. is not who I want to be. And just being so uncomfortable with that to the point that you're like, something's got to give. And I, I'm not going to like, I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that really answered your question, but yeah, I just think the biggest thing that you can do if you're trying to gain more self-awareness is to just like kind of have a microscope on all of your thoughts, words, and actions. Uh-huh. Um, just simply doing that, just literally simply in situations that when you're at work, watch yourself, watch how you react to things, watch the things that come through your head, the things that you think. Um, and then once you do that, you kind of start to see patterns in yourself. You start to see patterns in the way you've been in relationships. You start to see patterns within your family. And then it just like really gets deeper. Yeah. Mine wasn't like, um, like step-by-step written out, but I think there was just a point where I was like, okay, the same thing keeps happening to me. Mm -hmm. I keep feeling like crap. I'm the one who has to change it. So I need to look into these situations, look at how I'm acting. If I'm constantly feeling sad or anxious about a situation, like what is it in that situation? Like, what do I need to fix within myself? So just really being aware listening to yourself, watching yourself from like an external view, um, and then analyzing that. Yeah. I think also something that's really helped me is having a good support system of other people who also are doing this type of work, like being able to talk, to talk with you about these kinds of things Mm -hmm. has been so helpful. Like it's so important to find a friend, a family member, somebody else who like really understands what your, Mm -hmm. what your goals are. And like, the journey of self-awareness that you are on because sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard to get to the root of it on your own and you can do all this all this thinking by yourself and like rack your brain all day long about like why am I the way that I am but sometimes it takes an outside perspective like there are so many times when like some a situation keeps presenting itself to me like a very frustrating situation that I like keep finding myself in And I always like tell Olivia about it and she will like kind of take me out of the situation for a second and like help me think about like why this might keep, keep reoccurring. And even sometimes gives me ideas of like, maybe it's this, maybe it's this. Mm -hmm. And, um, sometimes you just need somebody else to kind of like, I don't know, spark your ideas a little bit because it can spark your imagination. It can be hard to, um, to do it all on your own. I, I feel like. Yeah. So find a friend, find a family member, go to therapy. I cannot emphasize that enough and how much that that has helped me develop self-awareness. So yeah, find a resource for yourself. It's very helpful to have somebody to help you get more comfortable with yourself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Another thing that I wanted to talk about, which I'm not sure if this has been as much part of maybe you're getting comfy with yourself journey, but I think it's going to be a big stepping stone in mine is solitude and kind of being your own best friend and like the concept of like dating yourself. And that doesn't mean that you have to be single to date yourself, but like getting to know yourself by yourself. Um, and so ways that 
I think, first of all, to back up, I think the reason that I personally need to do this, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate is because I always feel lonely when I don't have like another part, somebody else, um, friends, a significant other, those type of things. Like, I just feel like something is missing from me. And so I feel like that is one of the reasons that I need to step into like being very alone and finding my happiness alone. Um, but I think just the concept of dating yourself is so fun. Like taking yourself out to do things, um, going to get lunch, going to get a coffee, exploring for the day, spending a Friday night, instead of like going out and drinking with friends, like having a glass of wine with yourself, reading a book, watching your favorite show, um, spending more intimate time with yourself, getting to know yourself and having that solitude. I feel like, um, is just going to be a big part of my journey and can be super, super helpful for people like me who maybe struggle a little bit with independence and attachment um, and those type of things. Would you say that is something that you feel like you have had to step into? Um, I mean, I haven't had to like physically be alone because obviously I'm in a relationship, but I do think that it's still something that's really, really important. Even if you are in a relationship to Mm -hmm. have your own life outside of your relationship and still be able to be your own person, do your own thing. Like my boyfriend and I don't do everything together. Like he goes and does things on the weekends that he likes to do. I go and do things Mm -hmm. I like to do some days. I like to spend the whole day by myself. And like you said, just like take myself out to go shopping, look at home decor. I don't know, whatever I want to do. Um, And if you are in a serious relationship or even just dating somebody casually, like it's so important to still be your own person and be comfortable with alone time, even outside of that relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that now me reflecting on my past relationship that I was in for so long is that when you are with somebody for such a long time, it is so easy to lose yourself and kind of forget who you are as an individual person, even if you're in the happiest relationship, because you're constantly with somebody, you are healthily compromising. Um, You just like, you don't even remember what it's like for you to have nobody to text, have nobody to talk to, have a whole space by yourself. Um, And I think that looking back, that is one of the things that I'm not going to say I regret, but I think that I have learned the most is that I absolutely like kind of lost my identity of self and my ability to be alone because it was just such a pattern and so easy to have somebody else. Um, And so I feel like that is just a very important part to step into. Like Tatum said, whether you're in a relationship or not is to find happiness um, and comfort within yourself, because I feel like we both know that happiness comes from literally nothing external. It doesn't come from your clothes. It doesn't come from your money. It doesn't come from other people. Happiness you can find literally within you. And if you are constantly searching for it from other sources, whether that be people, whether that be things, whether that be situations, um, you are never going to find like lasting happiness and peace until you get comfortable with yourself and find that happiness and peace within yourself. Beautifully said. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. But that is something that you've said multiple times on this podcast, like at the end of the day, without your job, without your friends, without your family, without your accomplishments, like you just have you at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And that goes back to kind of my goal of authenticity is like, taking away all the labels, like 
-hmm. yes, I'm a teacher. Yes, I'm a girlfriend. I'm a daughter. I'm a friend, all of these things. But without all of that, I'm just me. And Mm -hmm. like, what does that really mean? Um, That's the question that I want to answer in 2022. So, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm excited to see where, where you end up, who Tatum's authentic self is. Um, Mm -hmm. And I'm also excited to see the risks that I take. And you know what, maybe I'll find more of my authentic self and you'll take some risks as well. And we'll kind of combine these intentions. Yeah. I think they're very similar. Honestly, I think that as you get more comfortable with yourself, you're more Mm -hmm. willing to take risks because you feel at home in your own body, in your own mind, in your own soul, and you feel more confident in your decisions and you feel, you just feel more safe that if something Mm -hmm. goes wrong, you still have yourself and you feel confident in that self. And so it's going to be okay. Yes. Yes. I love that. And at the end of episodes, we normally do action items, but oopsies, we forgot to write them down. (laughs) So I'm just going to say a few of them off the top of my head that I feel like I have done to help myself. Um, And I feel like this episode really went full circle because you need to get comfortable with yourself, find yourself love, know yourself so you can step into your authenticity and then be comfortable with um, taking risks. So if you're, if you don't feel like you have stepped into your authenticity, you maybe don't feel like you know yourself super well, and you're not comfortable taking risks. The first things that you can do is one, develop self-awareness, start to analyze situations, analyze your thoughts and feelings. This can be done through literally just sitting there and kind of watching yourself and how you act, um, as well as journaling, meditation, all of those type of things. Um, but I think just to ask yourself, take a situation, like try taking a situation a week, whether the situation had a good outcome or a bad outcome and saying, okay, this is why I acted. This is what I do like about how I acted or what I said. And this is what I don't like about how I acted or what I said. And then asking yourself, like I said earlier, um, when was the first time I acted like this? What feelings do these bring up? Um, how can I shift myself and change in the next situation? So I think one action item is to just start to slowly intermittently sprinkle in some self-awareness, reflection, and journaling. Tatum, what's your action item? I think that mine is kind of like, goes along with like journaling as well. I guess you don't have to technically journal about it, but an action item for authenticity, I think is to make a list of, make a list of words Mm. that you feel that you embody Mm -hmm. and they cannot be they cannot be things that are tied to other people or, or tied to roles that you play in your life. Can't be tied to like your career. Can't be tied to some other role that you play in your life. It has to just be a word that you feel like you only you embody and see how many words you can think of, because honestly it can be kind of hard because you yeah. start to think of things like things that have to do with other people, because it's so common to find our worth in other things and other people because and, it, and it's okay to feel worthy for mm-hmm. being a good friend, being a good daughter, whatever. Yeah. But like, again, at the end of the day, you're, you are just you. And so try making a list of words that you feel like you embody and see how many you can think of. Um, and like, try to add to that list as often as possible. When you maybe show up in a situation, you show up like ideally, like you're like, oh my gosh, like I really was my authentic self in that situation. What kind of things did you embody in that situation? What words would you use to describe yourself in that situation? Write them down. 
And then start to kind of like affirm that, like, I am this, I am this, and keep reminding yourself of those words that you are, um, when you feel really good about how you showed up in a situation, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think those are two perfect, um, action items. And that reminds me, I was talking to, um, one of my wellness friends that I met on Instagram and she asked me like, what are five words that like you embody or that encompass you? I was like, I don't even have one. Like it's hard. What do I embody? So I think that is a great activity. Um, yeah, maybe one of us could do it and show, show the listeners what's up. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, that I think was a great first episode for the start of season two. Um, we will keep you guys updated on our self-awareness journeys Mm -hmm. and we hope that this was helpful for you. Yes. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for episode two.